Podcast, Episode 9, the podcast for all things Michael Keaton, brought to you by the Epic Film Guys. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm joined by our special guest, the god of podcasting, once again, gracing our presence, Loisauce. How you doing today? I'm super de duper, Justin. Excited to be talking about some Beetlejuice. And it's crazy that a couple months ago we recorded a podcast, a Keaton cast speculating about Beetlejuice 2. That's right. And last weekend we were there on the set. That's correct. Yeah. How crazy is that? Well, not only that, it's it's it, that's wild. The more wild thing is that we found out the day after we had recorded that, we had released that episode on speculating about Beetlejuice 2. And then it was like the day after we released it, it was like now they're filming. Right. It was that fucking quick. <laughs> We were like, I wonder if Tim Burton will return. And we talked about the possibilities and all of that. And it was like, yep, not only is he confirmed, but they're fucking shooting it right now. So maybe, I mean, people said that we kind of, uh, in our own way, uh, manifested w- manifested that yeah. or something. You know. But yeah. Um, I, I would like to believe that, that we are solely responsible for the sequel's production. God damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are solely responsible <laughs> for the creation of the beginning of production on Beetlejuice 2. Uh, But we are here for this special bonus episode because we're not reviewing a movie. Bonus. We're we're talking about how last week we visited the filming locations, the set in East Corinth, Vermont, of Beetlejuice 2. This all kind of came to be when I started seeing... um, they're an influencer slash spooky Instagram person, Luna Moon Gothic, post set pictures. Uh, she's from Salem, and she started posting photos of, you know, the set being built, rebuilt rather, in East Corinth, Vermont. And which is the setting for um, Winter River, which is the town in the original film. So they went right. back to the original locations and... Uh, made up the town to look pretty identical to how it did in the original film. But anyway, continue. I'm just providing yeah. a little bit of context. No, no, for sure. And uh, so I was looking at it and I was thinking, you know, it would be great. I turned 40 this year. Maybe I'll just like cancel the expensive vacation that I had and just have, you know, my wife, Danielle, and maybe you and a few other friends go up and visit the set. There was no, you know, uh, information released at that point as to when they would begin filming and how much filming they would be doing. And I'll never forget it, Brian. It was like that Wednesday before we decided to leave on a Friday where I saw some set pics and I was like, oh, my God, they're filming today. They're actually filming. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to give some kind of a, a some context here, Vermont from where I live in Virginia is like nine and a half hours. Uh, so there was no possible way I was just going to like leave in the middle of the day while I was working and try to get up there while they were filming. Uh, my wife, who's, I mean, usually I would be the kind of person on top of this. She sent me the group. It's called Beetlejuice 2. It's a, a group on Facebook in which everyone's been kind of posting photos and information about shooting. And I looked. And posting the dumbest questions. You'll dumbest ever. questions of all time. Like, <laughs> Is Johnny when Depp is in Michael the movie? Keaton going to be showing up in Vermont? It's like, dude, when did he ever in the original show up in the real world? He's a fucking ghost. I mean, out, out like walking down the street. I mean, like, never mind. But <laughs> I digress. So I saw 
Tim Burton was on set and I fucking cried. I was like, oh man. And I knew that the strike was about to happen. And all the information from the set was they're filming into the night as late as they possibly can to get everything they need. And then they're done because of the strike. So as much as it hurt me, Brian, I said, you know, the sets are still going to be up. I tried to keep in contact. I, I spoke with a nice young lady that lives in East Corinth, um, which the day after shooting, she went down and sent me some video footage and said, yeah, everything's up right now. They're going to slowly start taking stuff down. So I t- called you and said, dude, do you want to go? Like, let's just fucking drive and see these locations. We, and your response was, <laughs> we had an opportunity and we seized it. Um, I'm still recovering from the uh, grueling drive to and from. Oh, come on. Give me a break. I absolutely got sick from this trip, but it was worth it because we drove all night, literally from whatever it was, 7. It was 7.30. I picked you up from Alamo. P- yeah. 7.30 p.m. And then we drove until we reached our destination at around 5 a.m., maybe? With, 5, with, 5.30. With stops and everything. So, um... We got there right as the sun was rising, and it was it was picturesque because as we entered the town, uh, the the beautiful mountain town of East Corinth, Vermont, we were driving through the mountains, and the fog was rolling in over the mountains, and it was it was very um, eerie and fitting for a Tim Burton. Dude, set. it looked like it looked like we were in a Tim Burton movie. Um, and I know I talked to you about it while we were standing there. I said, you know, in the movie, everything's like really bright blue skies and sunny. I said, but this is even better because, you know, and if people want to see our photos, uh, especially on the Epic Film Guys stuff, it's all over our social media, uh, Instagram. There, there's a bunch of reels of the footage of us being there uh, on TikTok as well. But, I mean, it gave like a certain Tim Burton look to everything. I mean, you saw fog just like floating on the ground as we were walking through the town it was absolutely perfect absolutely and one of my favorite memories was uh they have a cemetery in the town and by the way uh the the town is very idyllic um but you would drive right past it if you had no idea oh for sure you wouldn't even unless you knew you probably wouldn't know i mean and when you say that you would blink and miss it it's almost factually 100 percent true but at the edge of town, at the bottom of a hill, they have a little path to the to the town cemetery. And uh, as we walked through the cemetery, there were crows. There was like a murder of crows that uh, that you know uh, that flew past us as we walked up the path. It was very very spooky, very Tim Burton esque. But uh, yeah, it was it was great to uh, to get a feel for the town and walk through it. It took us like 20 minutes to walk through the entire town um but they still had some of the facades of the of the sets up including the Dietz house which we could only get so close to yeah here's where the story gets interesting so uh, i was telling you while we were like five miles out i said i don't give a fuck i'm going to the house I had seen in that group that a gentleman, actually, I hate to call him that. He's not really a gentleman because he ruined it for a lot of other people, and I'll explain why. But he had posted a pretty close picture selfie in front of the the Deet slash Maitland house. And 
we got there and I said, I don't care. We're going to get up to that house no matter what it is. So we parked at the library, which I confirmed with the local general store when I went in there. They were like, yeah, you can park there. It's early. We were like there at six in the morning, technically, when we got out of the car. Um, and so we parked our immediate goal. The first thing was to go up to the house and get a picture in front of the house. And when I told you I was willing to just run up because we had heard stories that there's a, a tick problem in the town and that, you know, there's a lot of brush and, and weeds and stuff to get up to the house. So we were standing there spraying ourselves down with an entire can of bug spray. Um, and I actually swallowed some of it and I had that taste in my mouth the entire fucking day. It was terrible. Um, but we get to the house. There's like a driveway and there's a car sitting there and there's signs, no trespassing, private property. And well, there was a guy. If you want to call him a rent-a-cop from hell, that would be sufficient. Paul Blart. Paul Blart. There, I was just going to say the same thing. I mean, but he's worse. I mean, at least Kevin James is likable. Uh, this guy, I, I shit you not, sat there with a big bag of the cheapest donuts, the most overweight, weird-looking fucking scumbag. Um, and I'm not trying to make fun of the guy just for the sake of it. The guy was an absolute fucking prick. He's like, what are you guys doing? And I was like, oh, we're just going to go get Nope. Not happening. Never happening. To be f- Don't even think about to it. To be fair, he was doing his job. He was sat was there. Was he really? He, he was sitting there. Yeah, you know. He was sitting there <laughs> eating donuts at 6 in the morning. I guess that's his job. Uh, you know, we'll tell a little bit more about why they were being so strict in a few moments. But the guy didn't just tell us, no, sorry, guys. It kind of started out that way. Then he, like continued to lecture us for 10 fucking minutes he went on several tangents yes and as i kept trying to get away from him like thank you sir we appreciate it he would just keep trying to loop us back in i'm like dude you must be lonely just sitting here in this car all by yourself he probably was i mean he's sitting there in his car nothing to do all day i'm sure he was happy for the company the interesting thing was he mentioned that Warner Brothers was there somewhere like they were looming in the trees and that they had guns. He's like, Warner Brothers has guns. There's cameras everywhere here. That old lady that because to give some information, the plot of land where they built the house is the same location. They built the original house in Beetlejuice. The ladies owned the land since then, and she's like 94 years old now. Uh, apparently it was a huge ordeal in order to allow for her to accept them to come in and rebuild the facade for shooting. She didn't want it to happen. Uh, I'm told she was paid lots of money, but that she's a cranky old woman and rightly, rightfully so she's in her nineties and she probably just wants peace and quiet and doesn't want a ton of fucking people from out of town in her yard and on her land. I wouldn't, but at the same time, you know, there's a way to do things where you know you can be cordial and people can be respectful and not ruin shit for other people. Now, what I found interesting was that, you know, as bad as this rent-a-cop was, I mentioned the guy's photo. I was like, well, there was a guy yesterday who posted that he and he cut me off. He says, that guy, that fucking asshole, that prick, if he comes back here, he's gone. He's in trouble. And then he had the guy's picture on his phone. He showed me. I was like, yeah, that's the guy. He's like, that guy lied. No one let him up to the house. He snuck up there. He took a picture and led a lot of people to believe that we were letting them up there to take photos. I said, well, I guess I was duped. The guy did specifically say to me they let him up to the house to take a photo. Um, 
this isn't that big of a deal. I mean, I was really bummed because the house, I would dare say, is the most iconic thing that's there. And also the most special because it's a facade. It's only going to be up. It probably is being taken down as we speak uh, because they said they were going to have everything down by the 19th or so. But I just want to get a picture in front of it. Uh, the nice thing that he did do, Brian, is he did direct us to the graveyard, which is a real graveyard for the town. Uh, and where you could get a decent shot from there. But I thought it was so hilarious why he kept saying over and over again, don't jump the fence. Whatever you do, don't jump the fence. And Brian, as I stood there next to the fence, what did I say to you? Well, you were you were plotting <laughs> your route to jump the fence and get up to the house, which um, you were a good boy and you did not do. That's right. You, I, I, I mean, yeah. you heeded the words of... Um, Mr. Paul Blart and um, you probably could have made it up to the house but there were there was at least one person on the hill who was uh, parked there and ready to apprehend another SUV sitting on the hill and I found this very interesting because it was like six in the morning we were the only onlookers in town checking out the sets and apparently a lot of this was being enforced due to you know fans disrespecting locals parking in their their driveways on their lawns um, just literally willy-nilly going onto the sets and just rushing up and kind of disrespecting the local area and they even told us um, because there were some other two other guards you know further on down the street that we were talking to very nice guys actually so they were they were very friendly and very helpful that someone had taken one of the jack-o'-lantern light posts. Um, if you've seen the set photos, you know the setting, this isn't a huge spoiler, but uh, the setting of the scenes they were shooting there were taking place during Halloween, so the, the town is decked out in full Halloween decor, and there's these light posts with, like, you know, jack-o'-lantern bulb heads. And someone had apparently the day before we were there drove up in a truck, in front of security, grabbed one, threw it in their fucking truck, and drove off stealing it, which and is absolutely insane to me. Right in front of the crew, apparently, and dared them to say something, um, which, you know, that, I don't know, that's just disrespect. I'm sure they don't care because they have a piece of memorabilia. Um, they were bold enough to just take it. And um, same with the uh, Delia, Delia Deet sculpture, Yeah, yeah, which I didn't even know about that until recently. I keep getting people tagging me on social media, like, trying to joke with me. Give it back, Justin. I mean, had I seen it, I would have loved to have taken a photo, but um, people were trying to claim it would have been light and easy to carry. Well, someone actually said, no, it was 150 pounds. I'm sure it was. It's that kind of Venus flytrap-looking sculpture from the original. that you see in the original, yeah. Yeah. So they had it again on uh, for the sequel. Uh, someone stole that too and uh, there's a really funny post by the local police department um, we, we tried to say its name three times to bring it back and it didn't happen so anyone that has any information about this please call us and um, you know when you're on a set of a movie like this and you see stuff laying around it, it, I won't lie to you I mean I looked at one of the, the pumpkin head tops of one of the lights and your you fingers know, itched a, a light flickered in my head and said listen that would be really great in your collection room you know it'd be really cool but you know at the same time i'm not a thief and i would hate to do anything to rupture my relationship with warner brothers this year uh has been fantastic 
I mean, thinking about it right now, uh, with CinemaCon and, you know, the Schumacher cut and everything else in this, you know, the icing on the cake, really, cherry on top, if you will, I would really hate for anything to happen. So, I mean, it, it w- it's not worth it. For anyone listening, it's totally not worth it to steal anything. Now, if you wanted to grab, like, a few fucking tufts of grass or something, like, whatever, go ahead. No one's going to miss that shit. But, yeah, so we got some pictures of the house, you know, and not the best, but we still got pictures. We got to see it. I mean, and from our viewpoint, we were pretty close. So it was pretty cool um, to see that. And then we moved on to the other locations, which, you know, the downtown area, they had rebuilt an entire facade on the original Maitland hardware store, which is now a coffee shop. It's no longer a hardware store. Um, clearly, it wouldn't have been because after the sequel, I mean, or af- excuse me, after the original, I mean, they're dead. So who's going to keep open the Maitland hardware store? Um, but it was really amazing to see what they did because all of those buildings apparently um, were all just like rotting away. <laughs> it, not very nice buildings anymore. Um, there's like footage someone shot before they started building the facades on them where you could see how they're just like left there in disrepair and not really being utilized for anything. So um, it looked really pretty down there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, the whole <clears throat> facade of the, like, the town, I guess I wouldn't say town square, or Main Street, rather. Um, there's the church there. The, uh, the hardware store is now a... Rewind Coffee Roasters. Yes, yeah. yeah, so a coffee shop, kind of a hipster coffee shop location and then there's pammy's pet parlor a dog groomers and pet emporium and then a and vintage winter river shop. vintage yeah. yeah yeah so they have uh like these storefronts there that uh, uh presumably at some point will be uh used for exterior shots of the town it's, they're all made up for halloween um at least some of the film will be set during the holiday uh which is appropriate um, I can't believe people are complaining about that. Why wouldn't Tim Burton have at least a period in the movie take place in Halloween? Yeah, why not? Why, what's to complain about? Um, but yeah, we were able to go right up to those uh, those set pieces because uh, there there were people, uh, a couple of gentlemen, uh, kind of standing watch and and. Uh, guarding the location but they were nice enough to let us uh you know go right up and take pictures and yeah walk over the fence area they offered sit to take, on the set they offered to take pictures for us um so they were they were lovely gentlemen um they even let you and i hold like a prop a pumpkin prop that was used for filming that's right for our pictures and stuff that's right so they were very gracious and uh awesome yeah very very nice there's and, a uh, there's a little uh uh, kind of haystack area where they had a Jack Skellington esque uh, scarecrow there, and uh, I guess that is the entrance to some kind of haunted maze uh, set that they have. That's right in front of the Winter River Fire Department set that they had yeah. built, and it's very nice. That's my favorite photo. It's weird because of, of that I have of myself on the set. I'm like sitting on those hay bales. And, you know, it had rained the night before, so everything was wet. So when they were like, oh, do you want to sit on the set? Do you want to sit on this? I was like, sure. And I walked around for the rest of the morning with a fucking soaked 
ass, basically. Um, but that was really cool. I mean, it was like you could see that there was the sign that said, enter for $2 if you dare. So that'll be really interesting to see what else they're doing. I don't really want to get into too much speculation on what the scenes are really about. I just know that when they were filming um, two days beforehand, Winona Ryder was on set. Jenna Ortega was on set. Catherine O'Hara was on set. Uh, so, I mean, anything could be happening. Um, you know, the house had a black veil on it as well. So, um Presumably, there's a, a, a death that occurs in the movie, which... Uh, oh, can you believe that in a Beetlejuice movie? Shocking, shocking. Uh, and I, I, I can only assume that Delia, um, that's kind of a weird, quirky thing that she does to, to show that she's in mourning or the house is in mourning. She puts a gigantic black veil on it. Um, but we were spe- we were trying to speculate like who could possibly die in the movie. There are a few options it could be charles it could be lydia's husband who uh, presumably they haven't cast although i don't know uh there's also a wedding sequence they shot where we've seen set photos of jenna ortega wearing a wedding dress um so i mean there's there's plenty of things to speculate about there when it comes to that but i mean i'd rather not try to go that deep into that stuff right now the movie's not coming out for another year and uh, who knows if that'll stand with the strike and everything. I mean, um, you know, I, I'm going to get ahead of myself a little bit. Um, but they were apparently going to be shooting the following day in Massachusetts. And we were going to also visit that location. And we had the address to the location. Apparently, it's a house not far from Salem. It actually looks like Salem. And the house was done up with Halloween garb and decorations. And there's a tree house that they built behind the house. And the scene was going to uh, have something to do with Jenna Ortega's character, which we still don't know her name, um, riding her bicycle down the street. And there's rumor happen. there's rumor that her character will be named Barbara after Gina Davis's character. That would be amazing. I would love that. Considering we know at this point Gina is not coming back. Alec Baldwin, for obvious reasons, some rusty ones, is not coming back. Um yeah, so, it, 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 you know, that would be cool. But we didn't visit that location the following day. Once we found that out was, that... That was half the reason why we went initially. Well, I mean, because we thought they might be filming. Right. And then, or at least people on the set, the possibility of seeing Tim Burton. I mean, that initially, Brian, as we both know, Tim Burton is your favorite director. He's in my top five directors of all time. He's, you know, directed my favorite movie of all time, among many other favorites. So... It would have just been a dream come true just to see him directing, just to be there, standing there in his presence. He's not the kind of guy that's easy to get to. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't really shoot, like, on location in these big cities or anything like that. It's usually pretty contained. And uh, interestingly enough, a few fans were able to get photos and autographs, though the autographs that he he did were like street graphs they weren't his actual signature still but but it was still really cool i mean i would have i would have loved that fans that stayed around until like three in the morning while they were shooting um apparently they were they were rewarded um you know it's not that's not tim's thing he's not usually like the social guy like sure come on over everyone line up but it was very nice of him to do that um he was waving the fans in some of the photos and footage so it breaks my heart but at the same time you know we know what they're going to be filming next 
we know they're going to keep filming stuff up there. So if we get the opportunity, there might be a part two to what we're talking about now. But, you know, moving moving forward, after we did that location, um, the downtown area, this stuff is all pretty close to one another. It's not very far at all. It's like two seconds here, two seconds there. We did the Winter River Bridge, which was pretty awesome to see because that's such an iconic location from the original. It was very like surreal to just be there and to see again because they they have a bridge there, but it's not a covered one that was built uh, expressly for the purposes of the movie. Um, so it was it was really a special experience to get to walk across it and be underneath the actual bridge from the movie. Yeah, and they re built the covered bridge part of it for this movie um the actual original covered bridge which we didn't think to take the time to look at is actually in the town and being used as a shed Um, because they're not built to code they can't keep it up as a covered bridge um but that's still there in the town and i i believe i heard that they're going to repurpose uh the top of this covered bridge for something else in the town so the town's going to get it as well oh terrific Um, I didn't but it that. is fantastic. The only thing that was missing, Brian, was a dog. <laughs> you know, um, but it was it was really wild to just walk up to that and 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 see it and 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 you know, it it really is one of the most iconic locations. And of course, they have like the you know the the fake signs like "Thank you for visiting" and like "Welcome to R- Winter River" like in front of the bridge. And it was like, you know, they're they're, they're definitely going all out and recreating what we remember from the original. Um, and then I think the last location we did was the Miss Shannon School for Girls. Yes, which is a mainstay. I, I don't know what the building is used for normally in the town. Uh, perhaps nothing. I know that they're trying to restore the, the, the building itself, but it's used for Miss Shannon School for, the Girl, School for Girls in the movie. Um, and I don't know exactly uh, in what capacity we'll see it in the film. Maybe Jenna Ortega's character goes there. Um, we don't know. Uh, but that's another location that was amazing that we could just walk right up to and take photos. And they apparently, uh, it seemed like they wanted people to take photos because they had a little display um, with a Beetlejuice. They did, yeah. With a Beetlejuice poster, and they had uh, a... a, a replica of the bike that Winona Ryder rides in the original film um, that you could walk up to and take pictures with. So that was pretty awesome. That was really cool. And I didn't realize until, you know, for taking a photo and I leaned up against it, but the Miss Shannon School for Girls sign is definitely fake and not real wood because I leaned against it and almost fucking fell over through it. (laughs) It was like, oh, shit, I can't actually lean on this thing because it's not real. Um, But it was really cool to see that. I mean, some of those photos we took in that location especially really have that atmosphere where you can see the fog rolling in above the hills behind it. It was really, really cool to see that. And it looks literally identical to what it looks like in the original movie. Um, This isn't, you know, a knock against the town or anything, but it's a very small town. It's a very rural town. So I don't see them trying to, like, update or make anything modern or anything. It seems like the kind of town where they would just like to keep everything the same. And there's not really much else there. I mean, there really is nothing in that downtown area. It's just houses, a library. Um, There's, like, a historical center, which we didn't actually end up finding. Um, But, yeah, so those locations were all 
so surreal to visit and experience. And I think it was 100% worth the lack of sleep I got for like three days. You know, um, it was, it, we both tried to take turns driving. And I got to thank uh, B Ratty, our boy from the Epic Film Guys, our co host. He lives in Worcester. I know I'm going to fucking butcher that. I always say Worcester. I know that's the, I'd get butchered and shot in Boston if I called it that. But, you know, he lived about two hours from the location. So, you know, when we were done at around 630 in the morning, we drove to his place and rested for a while. Um, got to chill out, do some bro time, have a good lunch together, have some drinks. Um, and then when we decided not to do you know, the other location that was outside of Salem. It was mostly due to traffic and stuff. Well, the re- um, yeah, the, I mean, I feel like the main reason why we didn't end up going is because literally the day we got there is when the writer's strike uh, really hit full force and filming uh, ceased. Like, they stopped filming as a result. And so, um, you know, there wasn't going to be anyone there. So we figured... Um, as, as cool as it would be to see the actual set, is it worth driving, you know, two plus hours out of the way to see? When we can just wait until the strike's over, drive back up there and do it all over again and watch them film. Oh, man. I mean, I don't know if it's something that necessarily would need Tim there. It sounds like it could be a second unit shot or something like that. But we you'll never know. We don't know. Um, I mean, Tim's probably safe and relaxing in his castle in, in Britain right now. Um, there's no reason for him to stay in the States with all this stuff going on, but no, it was, it was wild. So on the way home, on the way home, it's not really all that interesting, but we stopped in sleepy hollow, which I felt, you know, I've never been, you'd never been. And it's, Hey, Tim Burton related in a way. And sure. We and went, it, and, we and were, it was on the way, you know, it was on the way. It was slightly underwhelming, but at least we got to say, we saw it. It was kind of cool for what we saw. It probably would have been cooler to see in the fall time or something. Um, but you know, still glad that we stopped and got to see that, but, uh, it was, Again, totally worth it for us to go up and see these locations while the sets were still up. I mean, I never thought once in my life that I'd be able to... I mean, first and foremost, I never once thought we were getting a Beetlejuice 2. It's this urban legend myth type of thing in the film industry where we just kept seeing fake posters every few years and people claiming it was happening. And I would just go, dude, just hold your fucking horses here. And not only is it happening, but... It's mostly finished, and we got to visit the set, and I think that's extremely special and definitely going to be something that, you know, as I grow older, it will be a fond, fond memory for me. Oh, absolutely. And when the movie comes out, it'll be neat to point at the screen and say, like, hey, we were there, you know, and and be able to point out and uh, recognize certain landmarks. For example, uh, one thing we didn't mention was the, uh, the, the sign for Jane Butterfield's real estate and travel That's true. agency. That's true. Um, uh, apparently, they're just using someone's actual house for that. And uh, I wonder, like, are we going to see Jane in the movie? Like, is did they invite Annie McEnroe to come back and play the character? I, I have no idea. There's, uh, a, a, you know, a lot to a lot to kind of wrap your brain around there. But um, yeah, I mean, I just want to shout out uh, the the people of East Corinth, Vermont. Everyone we talked to. Uh, was super nice and welcoming and uh, it's this beautiful quiet little like I said this very idyllic uh, mountain town and um, you know I I recommend let people you know visit even though the the sets are going to be taken down 
Um, just to be able to see the locations is really cool. But you know, just uh, just be respectful when you go. Uh, don't don't be a, a nuisance and and just. Um, you can you can go and be respectful and 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 pay your respects to the movie uh without you know being an asshole <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty simple i mean if if they allow you parking at the general store which is a very short 10 minute walk into the town they might let you park there because there's not like a parking lot per se where you can just park in the middle of the town and walk around. And um, if there if there are signs that say private property, don't go tromping and around and and taking photos and stuff where you don't. Belong. Or you might get shot as that rent a cop Paul Blart fucking said. You hey man, it's not us. It's that lady, and it's Warner Brothers. It's the he wild. He repeated himself. He said it's, it's the, the wild brothers. He said it's the wild west out here. <laughs> I was like, dude, I live in Winchester, fucking Virginia, where everyone has a gun in their pocket for real. Like, I don't know. Anyways, uh, real quick before we finish everything up and we wrap up this bonus episode, quick shout out. Super excited about this that a uh, broke horror fan reached out to me and interviewed me for bloody disgusting. In regards to my experience visiting the sets and uh, thought it was pretty fucking cool to get a quote in a bloody disgusting article. I've been a bloody disgusting fan since the very beginning of their inception as an internet website for horror. And uh, it was pretty amazing to see our brand name, Epic Film Guys, you know, in one of their articles. So thanks again for that. Check out that article on their website right now. There's a couple other people that were interviewed as well you know, in regards to their visits and uh, what they went through and what it was like for them, too. Super fucking cool. Super interesting. I know the location got a lot of people going through and checking it out. A lot of cool pictures and stuff. And, you know, I'm not I don't run this group. I'm not an admin. But if you are interested in, in finding out more information about the movie, uh, there are people trying to spoil themselves. So be very wary of this. But Beetlejuice 2 is the name of the group on Facebook. And there's lots of photos from lots of people, footage, everything you'd want to see in regards to the sets and, you know, the shooting, what they did in the town and all that stuff. So, yeah. But thank you, Brian, as well for, you know, deciding to go with me. I know that my wife hated me for like three days after I got back because I went and got to see the sets and she didn't, but I explained to her, and I'm sure you're very aware, like, it was not, I mean, we, we suffered. We definitely suffered through a lot to to be able to experience it. I mean, no we sleep. We couldn't have done it without the other. That's true. I mean, there was no way I was going to be able to do it by myself. Right. So, I mean, it wouldn't have been safe. So, um, you know, we traded off on driving, and we just made it happen. And I think you and I both agree uh, because this kind of thing happened with the Schumacher cut, that if something special is going to happen and you can be there, it's totally fucking worth it to to, to suffer a little bit uh, for our love of art and film. And so I, I, I'm glad we did it. I mean, it's those pictures and that footage will be forever. And again, if you want to see, um, you know, my photos, videos, all that stuff, it's all over every one of our social media pages at Epic Film Guys, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, literally everywhere. And Brian, you took some photos and stuff as well if you want to relay where they can find your stuff. I am at GoLoisasGo on Instagram. Yes. And he's no longer on Twitter, though he really is. He secretly scans every day and looks at everything. <laughs> but he pretends he's not on there. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a ghost <laughs> on Twitter. He's Beetlejuice. 
the ghost with the most. But thanks again, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this bonus episode of Keaton Cast from the Epic Film Guys. Bonus. Yes. If you like what you're hearing, if you love what you're hearing, if you fucking hate us and want to send us death threats, please do so by leaving us a review on <laughs> iTunes. Please leave us death threats. <laughs> we welcome or, um, or, you know, Spotify is even better. Uh, you can just leave a star rating. We always appreciate when we get those. And we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash epicfilmguys for other exclusive Keaton cast episodes and lots of cool goodies that are on the way soon. So check that out as well. Um, but as always, I'm Justin. And thanks again, Loisos, for joining me on this fun conversation and the trip. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I'll never forget it. As always, we like to ask you to keep it creepy. <laughs>